From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, North Korea claims to have tested an underwater nuclear weapon system, calling it a necessary response to joint naval drills between South Korea, the U.S., and Japan. Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency Commissioner Kim Gwang-ho is indicted on charges of professional negligence in connection with the Itaewon crowd crush. And the fourth Winter Youth Olympic Games begins its 14-day run in Gangwon Province. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. North Korea claimed on Friday that it conducted a test in the East Sea of an underwater nuclear weapon system it is developing. Pyongyang said that this second provocation in less than a week was a necessary step after the joint naval drills of South Korea, the U.S., and Japan on Wednesday. Yoon So-hyung has more. Lashing out against joint naval drills by South Korea, the U.S., and Japan earlier in the week, North Korea said it responded with a test of an underwater nuclear weapon system. Through the North's official Korean Central News Agency on Friday, Pyongyang's defense ministry said the Allies' drill posed a threat to the regime's national security. The underwater weapon system, called the Heil 523, was tested in the EC as part of the regime's efforts to deter hostile military moves, such as the trilateral drills the Allies agreed to in December. The test comes almost a year after Heil 1 was tested, with the regime releasing photos that appear to be a submersible projectile cruising below the ocean surface before detonating. Friday's announcement, lacking any elaboration on details or results of the test, comes after the North's Missile General Bureau declared through the KCNA on Monday that it tested a solid-fuel hypersonic intermediate range missile the day before. The test drew sharp criticism from the Allies, who called a UN Security Council meeting over the North's recent spate of provocations on Friday, casting concern over not just ballistic missile developments, but all threats emanating from the regime. Such threats are projected to worsen as North Korea bolsters its ties with Russia on the back of a visit to the country by Pyongyang's foreign minister Choi Sun-hee from Sunday to Thursday. The minister met with her Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, to discuss continued military cooperation and follow-up measures to agreements. The two also reportedly discussed a visit to the north by Russian President Vladimir Putin, who met briefly with Choi on Tuesday. Yoon Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. The UN Security Council held a closed-door session to discuss North Korea issues on Thursday amid continued provocations by the regime. The Security Council convened a meeting regarding non-proliferation and North Korea at 10 a.m. at the UN headquarters in New York at the request of South Korea, the U.S., and Japan. Since beginning its two-year term as a non-permanent member of the UNSC on January 1st, South Korea has been able to raise awareness of security threats posed by North Korea and call for responses from the international community in council meetings exclusive to member states. Thursday's meeting reportedly covered Pyongyang's recent launch of a claimed hypersonic missile, its aggressive rhetoric against Seoul, and the North's threats to global security. In the session, South Korea reportedly noted changes in the North's nuclear policy over the past two to three years and stressed the need to pay attention to the range of threats posed by the regime that undermine global peace beyond just intercontinental ballistic missile launches. Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency Commissioner Kim Gwang-ho was indicted on Friday on charges of professional negligence in connection with the E-21 crowd crush incident in 2022. 
The Seoul Western District Prosecutor's Office indicted the commissioner without detention over his poor response to the incident that transpired on Halloween weekend two years ago that ultimately resulted in 159 deaths. According to the prosecution, Kim is responsible for increasing the number of casualties on the day of the disaster by not deploying an appropriate police force and failing to take necessary measures. Police wrapped up their probe and referred the case to the Seoul Western District Prosecutor's Office on January 13th last year. The fourth Winter Youth Olympic Games are set to kick off in Gangwon Province on Friday for a 14-day run. The opening ceremony, under the theme Let Us Shine, will be held simultaneously at 8 p.m. at the Gangneung Oval, the speed skating venue, and the Pyeongchang Dome for some 13,000 spectators. About 1,800 athletes from 79 countries will compete in 15 disciplines, including alpine skiing, the biathlon, curling and skeleton, at four cities and counties in Gangwon province, including Gangneung, Pyeongchang, Jongseon and Hengseong. This is the first time for the Winter Youth Olympics to be held outside of Europe since the inaugural Games in 2012, with Innsbruck in Austria, Lillehammer in Norway, and Lausanne in Switzerland hosting the sporting festival. The Youth Olympics is a multi-sport event for athletes between 15 and 18, organized by the International Olympic Committee, held every four years in the winter and summer, consistent with the current Olympic Games format. Rival parties on Thursday announced their plans to tackle the country's low birth rate. The ruling People Power Party focused their plan on improving parental leave, while the main opposition Democratic Party focused on affordable homes and financial assistance. Max Lee reports. Rival parties on Thursday announced their plans to tackle South Korea's record low birth rate as part of their pledges in the run-up to the April general elections. The ruling People Power Party announced it will first mandate providing paid parental leave of three months for mothers and one month for fathers. Childcare leave will be newly implemented, allowing parents to take paid leave for up to five days every year if their children up until third grade of elementary school are sick. Also, the required monthly salary for parental leave will be expanded from the current maximum of 1.5 million won, or around 1,100 U.S. dollars, to 2.1 million won. The packages come as South Korea's total fertility rate fell to a record low of 0.7 in the third quarter of 2023. The rate was much lower than the replacement level of 2.1, which will keep the country's population stable at 51 million. The main opposition Democratic Party also announced its set of measures, including a pledge to provide public rental housing for families with two to three children that can be available for allotment sale at a relatively lower price after a period of time. Also, it proposed expanding state support eligibility for newlyweds from the current seven years to ten years. To help young people become financially prepared to start a family, the main opposition party vowed to provide a 10-year loan worth 100 million won, or around 74,000 U.S. dollars, to newlyweds, regardless of their income or assets. The party also vowed to provide monthly childcare support through a card system, with 200,000 won to be paid out per child between the ages of 8 and 17. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The results of a public opinion poll released on Friday showed that President Yoon suk yeols approval rating has fallen within the margin of error compared to last week. According to the results of Gallup Korea's survey of 1,002 people over the age of 18 nationwide from January 16th to 18th, 32% of respondents said they evaluated President Yoon's job performance positively, dropping one percentage point from the previous survey. 
Those that responded negatively fell slightly to 58%, also down one percentage point from a week earlier. Meanwhile, the approval rating for the ruling People Power Party remained the same at 36%, while the main opposition Democratic Party's approval rating fell one percentage point to 33%. The telephone survey had response rate of 13.8%, with a margin of error of plus-minus 3.1 percentage points at a 95% confidence level. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index gained 32.70 points, or 1.34% on Friday, to close at 2,472.74. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 2.34 points, or 0.28%, to close at 842.67. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 0.71 against the U.S. dollar, to close at 1,339.1. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.